Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alongside former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Field Yates. He's an NFL insider for ESPN, and he co-hosts the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Field, it's been too long, my man. How you doing today? BK, I'm doing well, man. Great to see you reaching new heights seemingly year by year, and I appreciate you guys having me on today. I appreciate it, man. So let's start with the big news in the NFL yesterday. Of course, I'm talking about Leonard Fournette joining up with the Buccaneers. They are seemingly adding everybody this offseason. What do you make of the move? And from a fantasy perspective, what does this do for his production this year? Where are you expecting him to go in drafts now? Yeah, I'll be honest. I was surprised that the Jaguars ended up parting ways with Leonard Fournette, not because it happened, but because of when it happened, right? It felt like we made it pretty far down the road in the roster construction stage, and then poof, Leonard Fournette is released unceremoniously. Now, that being said, and uh, anything could happen at this time of the year, I should probably know that nothing should be a surprise. Um, in terms of the move to Tampa Bay, on one hand, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, the best way for Leonard Fournette to have a lot of fantasy success is to score a bunch of touchdowns. And the Buccaneers feel like a team that could score a bunch of touchdowns. On the other hand, this is a player who is now competing for snaps with Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy and potentially Keyshawn Vaughn, potentially Daria Gumbawale. This is a guy who hasn't averaged more than four yards per carry since his rookie season. There are some, some indicators that suggest Leonard Fournette may not be an elite running back, which is what, of course, the Jaguars drafted him to be fourth overall in 2017. So I would say that I am um, semi-optimistic, but this is not a player that I'm making a priority in my drafts. All right, Phil, I got a question for you because my boy uh, is Tom Brady, okay? I've been with this guy from the beginning. Not really, but anyways, um, he's down in Tampa. Now, Leonard Fournette certainly looks like he's going to be a part of that offense. But Tom Brady, an aging quarterback, what kind of value do you think that Tom Brady has in a fantasy draft? Yeah, potentially a ton. And, you know, last year, and we've, we've had this conversation, I'm sure, a million times this offseason. But Jameis Winston finished the top six fantasy quarterback last year. And I understand that he threw far too many interceptions. And that was actually in some ways a good thing for his fantasy value because the Buccaneers were so frequently playing from behind that he threw it a ton. But let's not overlook perhaps what was the most important part in Jameis Winston's success. The players around him. Tom Brady is now throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I know that they've added some pieces this offseason. We just talked about Fournette. They traded for Gronk. 
But honestly, guys, my excitement around Tom Brady is more about what we knew the minute he signed. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I don't know. I mean, I, I could probably waste time debating who has the best one-two wide receiver punch in the NFL. But how many are better for certain than in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? If there is any, it's not many, right? So you're talking about arguably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. You're never going to have to worry about cold weather and trying to ground and pound in Tampa Bay. It's going to be, as Bruce Arians has lived by, no risk it, no biscuit. Along those lines, Tom Brady, uh, a player that you should feel confident if you have him as your starter going into the season. We're talking to Field Yates. He's an NFL insider for ESPN and the co-host of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast here on 101 ESPN. All right, Field, the top three are easy this year. You take Christian McCaffrey if you've got the number one pick. You take Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott at two and three. I think the tough part is when you get to the fourth overall pick this season and you've got Derrick Henry and Kamara and Cook and Clyde Edwards-Alaire there. Who are you taking if you have the number four overall pick and the typical top three go in the top three? Yeah, it's a great question. I actually think that's where things get interesting in the fantasy draft this year. And so I agree with the first three picks. My fourth pick would be Alvin Kamara. And uh, the only hesitation right now in Kamara is that uh, you've got the contract situation that may be coming to a head. Maybe not. I will tell you this. As things presently stand, I'm not nearly as nervous about Alvin Kamara's contract as I am Dalvin Cook's contract. And here's the reason why. is that With Dalvin Cook, it felt like we got to the goal line, and then we had a couple penalties on us, right? All of a sudden, we're going backwards. We're, we're out of the red zone now. Where Alvin Kamara, it felt like what happened is recently, you know, both sides have sort of stated their case. And, um, you know, there was some pressure applied by both sides. Alvin Kamara misses a couple of practices. The Saints reportedly become interested in, or at least entertaining offers for Alvin Kamara or would entertain for offers from Alvin Kamara, I should say. And now things have kind of level set. Uh, Sean Payton said yesterday publicly, we're actively negotiating a contract with Alvin Kamara. He'll keep us updated if anything happens. So um, I think Alvin Kamara gets something done. The Saints are a team that wants to win this season. Alvin Kamara makes them better than not having Alvin Kamara. I think something gets done between the Saints and Alvin Kamara. I would take him fourth overall. All right. Last year, Lamar Jackson was a late-round QB, and that won quite a few people, their fantasy league. Who could be that QB in 2020? Yeah, so if, if the answer was like any round, it could be Kyler Murray, I think, has a bright, bright future as soon as this year. Late round-wise, I think some of the names you should get used to hearing that have a chance to be – not quite Lamar Jackson, but at least players that earn you a lot of value. Daniel Jones is certainly one of them in the New York Giants. Same thing with Joe Burrow. And the formula is kind of the same for these two players. Um, guys who have terrible defenses on their team, and that's a good thing for fantasy because the more points you trail by, the more likely you are to throw. They're good pass catchers on their team. Uh, both, both teams have strong, strong pass catching and running back groups. Uh, beyond that, you need to be an athlete at the quarterback spot uh, in most cases to be a dominant fantasy player. The exceptions are more like the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees's. Um, last year, nine of the top 10 scoring quarterbacks in fantasy rushed for at least 200 yards, which isn't a ton of rushing, but still, it's some rushing. Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow. Uh, Jones, we saw last year, is a very good runner, and we'll see that with Joe Burrow as well because uh, if you go back and watch LSU, he didn't have to run for his life very frequently. <laughs> they were so dominant. 
But in the moments that he needed to, Joe Burrow clearly showed himself as an adept athlete. So all those factors, I think, suggest that both of those players, it may not be pretty, but all of them could be very solid this year. Both of them could be very solid in fantasy this season. Field Yates is joining us here on 101 ESPN. All right, Field, I I always like this question because I think it kind of leads to multiple players that you could potentially get into. Who's the offense this season that you're higher on than most people are? Because I, I feel like people are underrating both Detroit and Pittsburgh in particular. Last year, of course, Big Ben not in that offense for Pittsburgh, and they just go down the toilet. They were awful. But you've still got Juju. You've still got James Conner out there. And Big Ben coming back, if he's healthy, you feel like they could ever return to form. And then Detroit, I think people forget how good they were when Matt Stafford was healthy. So it, for you, who are the offenses that you're higher on than most people seem to be? Yeah, good answer. Uh, good, good, good thoughts there on both those teams. I'll offer two more, the Texans and the Panthers. So Deshaun Watson, there's no really debate about his value right now. But, you know, someone's going to catch a lot of passes for Houston. And Brandon Cooks can be an easy target because he was underwhelming last year. But four straight 1,000-yard seasons on his resume already. He's been traded in a bunch, which is perhaps an, a red flag. At the same time, it's been because it was basically an opportunity or an ideal opportunity in each occasion. So I think between he and Will Fuller, someone's bound to play really well. And then for the Panthers, I always go back to the formula I was just talking about. The Panthers might have the worst talent on defense in the NFL right now. I mean, it's not a, a this is not the 85 Bears in Carolina right now. And Teddy Bridgewater is a conservative quarterback if you go and look at his history in terms of yards per attempt. But he's got good wide receivers, an outstanding running back. And if they have to throw the ball a ton, the formula might be yards after the catch, which could bode really well for not just Christian McCaffrey, not just DJ Moore, but one or two of Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, who got two years and 20 million bucks this offseason to sign with him. I got one last one for you here, and I'm I want to visit the other side of the Tom Brady effect here. Brady down in Tampa, Cam Newton now up in New England. This is a guy that had a lot of weapons as an athlete, like you talked about. He could run, he can pass, do all these things. He's now in a Bill Belichick offense. He looks re-energized. How much of a risk is Cam Newton if you're looking to pick a fantasy quarterback? Yeah, I think if I went into the season with Cam Newton as my fantasy starter, I'd feel good. And there, he's not in my top 10. He's just outside of my top 10. But remember, uh, in fantasy, there are so many good quarterbacks. Maybe not always the case in real football, which is part of the reason why teams have done some bad things on the free agency market uh, in recent years. But if you look at Cam's multiple, uh, excuse me, his full body of full season, Cam has been a rock star in fantasy football. And the Patriots wide receiver group is very uninspiring. You know what? Other than Steve Smith, who did you like that Cam Newton played with in Carolina amongst yeah. wide receivers? The dude made uh, super, well, maybe not superstars, but he elevated that offense. He wanted, I mean, before there was Lamar Jackson and what we've seen, there was Cam Newton. And that dude was such a playmaker uh, for Carolina and such an effective runner. In fantasy football, that is a huge, huge thing. Last question that I've got for you, Field, and we'll get you out of here on this one. There's always the bounce-back guy that you can get in the kind of middle-ish rounds, and I'm looking at the fourth round in particular this season, and I see Juju Smith-Schuster and I see Odell Beckham Jr. staring me at the face, and both of them are elite talents that we've seen the production from them before. Do you think we're going to see a bounce-back year for one or both of those guys in particular? Yeah, I think both have a chance, but I'm bullish on Odell, and 
you know, uh, you know, Rivers, you can certainly speak to this, right? Like a bad culture in sports can go a long way to players not performing to their maximum capability. And last year was a junior varsity operation in Cleveland. It just was. It's the reason why you make a change after one year at head coach. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has a much better outlook this year simply because it's almost the post-hype sleeper, right? We just got excited about the Browns and they did not meet expectations. Now we've overcompensated by not appreciating how talented Odell is. Each of his first three seasons, he had at least 90 catches, at least 1,300 receiving yards, at least 10 touchdowns. That is like generational talent out of the gate for a wide receiver. So I think Odell bounces back in a major way this season. Wanted to ask you about Odell because I met Field Yates back in 2014 at the NFL Combine, and it's been awesome, Field, to be able to watch all of your success ever since then. Uh, I've been watching it from afar and always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man, and all the all the continued success moving forward for you. Hey, right back to you. Anytime you guys want to have me on, I am game to join the program. Appreciate you. That's Field Yates joining us here on 101 ESPN.